Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. Welcome, everybody, to episode 46 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend, Grant, the Knuckle Puck Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? It is going wonderful, because we're talking about my favorite movie of all time on Disney Plus. Yeah, we, and we know that, because on last week's episode, if you didn't tune in for last week's episode, you need to go back and listen to that. It's a two-hour-plus two uh, mega episode of Disney Plus Reviews, uh, where we did our, t- our top ten movies, and... Spoiler alert, I guess if you haven't listened to that yet, this was your number one. It was. Of all movies on Disney+. Plus. Yes. And this is probably a top five movie for me of all time, of all movies. Wow. Nice. So um, we'll, we'll get into the, the review here in a little bit. Um, but before we... I, I wanted to talk about a little bit of news, and then we'll, we'll get into the actual movie. So we're talking about uh, D2, The Mighty Ducks. You probably saw that in the title already. Um, if you're just joining us for this podcast, uh, this is an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus, including this very popular sequel and the very popular Mighty Ducks franchise and Grant's number one movie on Disney Plus, as we just said, uh, D2. Um, uh, we'll get into some news here in a second, um, but what... Uh, just as a teaser for the rest of the episode, what what is what makes this movie? When you talk about all movies, you're talking about like like the greats, right? Like yes. I mean, like uh, Inception, The Dark Knight, yeah, stuff like that. So this this to you, D two is like on par with like as far as like you wouldn't necessarily say like like it's like the the you know it, it broke the mold as far as like cinematography no. or like it's not like an this isn't an oscar movie for you but like it's just a favorite and yes. it, and it holds up to all those other movies so why why is that um well one thing is i grew up on this movie um i've watched it so many times i probably couldn't even count so that's probably part of it and um reasons why i like the movie in general i love the soundtrack the oh, yeah. music is great. It gets you riled up, makes you want to run through a wall, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, and I feel like the comedy is just great in this movie. Um, they had they had their funny people in the first movie, and they kept them. Yeah. And then they added about six more funny characters to go along with them, and it's just a great mix of a group. I feel like the new characters in this movie are spotlighted in just the right way. Like yes. I, you're introduced to them one at a time, quite literally, like mm-hmm. in the first 20 minutes of the movie. And then they all kind of get their time in the, in the limelight, like yeah. as the movie progresses to the point where like, 
at the beginning of the movie, I was like, we're not really going to get to know these characters very well. And then b- towards the end, I was like, holy cow. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I got to know all of these characters pretty well. And they each have like a little storyline of where they've come from. And yeah. but like you said, they all have that one scene or maybe two or three scenes where it's all about them. Yeah. And, and all the while they didn't give short shrift to the old characters either. Yeah. Like they, they still had all their, they're great characters, so, um, or they're great character moments in this movie. So, um, yeah, so cool. I, I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, we'll, we'll get there very shortly, but um, I wanted real quick just to cover some news up at the beginning. There were a couple big uh, kind of Disney Plus news stories that came, Disney Plus re- related adjacent stories um, that I wanted to kind of address, and we'll kind of chat about those real quick, and then we'll get into the movie. But um, so I think probably one of the biggest Disney uh, news events over even over the last several weeks is that Black Widow has been delayed and it is no longer coming out this year. So that's something we've talked about. You and I have talked about off yeah. and on in many episodes and over the last couple of months of will Black Widow come to Disney Plus? Uh, you know, in conjunction to theaters, what will the theater? Uh, sh- you know, attendance be like for this movie. Obviously, Disney wants us to be a huge entry in the MCU franchise, that kind of thing. So, uh, no longer coming in 2020, which, strangely enough, that means there are no MCU movies in the year 2020, That's which is crazy. Crazy. Considering since like 2008, is that when it started? Yeah. yeah. Um, we've had at least one yeah. every year since then. So I, I looked it up because I wasn't sure. I mean, there's been 20-something, so you can kind yeah. of do the math. They, they've they never... I, I don't know that... Other than 2008 itself, like the Iron Man year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that... Maybe 2009 as well, they only released one. But um, I know that for a fact that like over the last 10 years or so, they've never released less than two. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been some years where they... they many years they've had three in a single, yeah. in a single film uh, calendar year. So... We've had two, we've had three in the past. This year we have zero, which is crazy, super bizarre. And so, probably won't happen for a while again after this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't see that they announced a new month. Did they say I like, think they February? said May, didn't they? Oh, wow. That late? Wow. I want to say I read. I'll look it up. But So that's a, that's a full year delayed from its yes. original release. Because it was supposed to come out in May, I think May of this year, of 2020. So, yeah, delaying it to May 2021 is a full year. Um, and, I mean, I'm sure you, if you're listening to this and you love MCU, you've been following the news. But, yeah, it's, it got delayed to, um, wasn't it supposed to be like August or September? And then it got delayed again to November, I think maybe from August. And then it got delayed again out of November into next year. So Black Widow, May 7th, 2021. That's a full year. Yes. from the original release. So, yeah, that's insane. Um so we're not for WandaVision, which I don't think even WandaVision has been uh, like explicitly dated. They did come out that's the other piece of news I wanted to talk about was did you have a chance to watch the WandaVision trailer? I have not. The drop this week. It's a short one. It's um I it's I some people would probably call it a teaser trailer. Um mm-hmm. it's I, I think a little long to be a tre- teaser trailer because I think it's like an, a minute and 15 seconds or so. Okay. Um you actually get to see quite a bit of like where the show is headed. Um but at the end of the trailer, I know it, at the end of the trailer I was looking for a date, like mm-hmm. coming November whatever. Uh and there is no date in the trailer unless Disney made some announcement this week that I didn't see. Um I don't believe one division is dated. Um they they may have like an a, a approximate, you know, coming this fall or, you know, early 
early winter or something like that. But I've not seen a date for WandaVision. Uh, if one division doesn't hit this fall, that means we got literally nothing. Um, if it does come this fall, at least we got one division as far as the MCU. Um, Marvel Cinematic it says Universe. December 2020 is all it says. Okay. So hopefully that hits. Um, if, if that doesn't hit, then we literally got nothing this year. Um, so my quick take on the WandaVision trailer is it looks amazing. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, I think the thing that I'm the most excited about with it is... Um, how it's going to relate to the MCU movies. And I, f- I feel like it's a minor spoiler, I guess, if you haven't seen um, uh, Endgame yet, <laughs> which it came out last year. You probably have seen it by now, but um, there's actually a point in the trailer where uh, one of the characters looks at Vision and was like, um, uh, Vision, is that you? And he's like, he's like, yes, it's really me. You know, uh, you know, you didn't think I'd be here, did you? And she's like, I didn't think you'd be alive. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> like this is crazy. And so then um, uh, Black Widow is like, I guess it, from the looks of the trailer, it looks like she's manifesting this like 50s television show. It looks like I Love Lucy. Yeah. Um, and there are like even like uh, moments where like a character like comes in the front door and everyone claps, yay, our favorite character. Or someone says something funny and the, and there's like, um, like canned laughter that gets, um, you know, thrown in. Um, so she's like imagining, as we know, um, uh, Scarlet Witch can basically just conjure up a reality that doesn't yeah. exist, but it's real to everybody that's in, that's in that, you know, um, facade that she's mm-hmm. created. And so, She's doing this, but, and I thought maybe the whole show would be just like a sitcom, like, yeah. you know, like, like a black and white sitcom, but it looks like they're maybe going to go back and forth between our, our reality and this false reality that she's created. Cause about half of the trailer is in full color, you know, in 2020, you know, technology. And then the other half is black and white with like old, like, you know, uh, Oldsmobiles and stuff like that. Old cars. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm very interested to see where they go with it. I'm interested to see how long it is. It feels to me like a Mandalorian length show. Like I, I doubt, I highly doubt we'll get more than like seven or eight episodes. Um, it says six episodes. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I, it's, it's kind of got that stranger things kind of feel to mm-hmm. me, um, as far as just watching the trailer. So I think it's going to take us on that journey. It's not going to overstay its welcome. It'll just be, here's, you know, six hours or whatever, six, you know, 40 minute episodes, six, six of them, 240 minutes of, of, you know, just addition to this MCU universe. So this feels bigger to me than say like uh, agents of shield or something mm-hmm. like that. Like it, it's, it's an actual proper longer than a movie, but shorter than like a, an actual TV series. Yeah. So. I, f- I feel like, uh, Marvel has had a ton going on. Yeah. Since none of their stuff's coming out, so I feel like they've worked really hard on this one. Yeah, yeah. I I I, could, I do kind of wonder about Falcon and Winter Soldier because I I know I know they thought that Falcon and Winter Soldier was going to exist in a post Black Widow world, mm-hmm. and Black Widow is you know obviously <laughs> you know an older like it's going back in time like yeah. showing you an older you know a, a younger Black Widow from a long time ago. Um, but I didn't know if that would have repercussions into what Falcon and like, do they have to hold on Falcon and Winter Soldier now that there's no Black Widow? So I, it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. But WandaVision seems to be just kind of a fun romp of, of like, what if, um, kind of scenario that had, doesn't have a whole lot of bearing into where the MCU stands as of right now. But this is the, the first, I mean, so far from home, we got after, yeah, far from home, we definitely got, got out after Endgame. Yep. Have we had anything since far from home? 
Because that was... Like I don't think so. Late summer yeah, last year. Far From Home's the last one. So it, it will have been almost two years yeah. from Far From Home that we finally get another mm-hmm. entry, an actual cin- cinematic entry in the theaters. And it looks like from the dates I'm seeing online that they're planning on releasing three movies next year now. Yeah, they better. I mean, just to make up for yeah. it. <laughs> and um, so... But, the, the Eternals was the other one that they got yeah. bumped. Like there were and two, then Shang, uh, Chi. Sh- yeah, is that it? Yeah. And uh, so yeah, but I read in another article that Disney as a whole, not just Marvel, but Disney as a whole, now they only have three movies on the calendar for 2020. Twenty-one. No, 2020. So oh, they Oh, gotcha. The yeah, the entire corporation. Yes. I'm I'm with you. So I think Soul didn't get bumped. Yeah, the I think Pixar it's, movie. I think it's still happening. I think that's still happening. Um Murder on the Nile, which I didn't even know okay. Disney was gonna be in charge of that yeah, one. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That got moved from October to December now. Okay. And then I can't remember what the third one is. But there's literally only three Disney movies coming out. I mean it's gotta be onward and is is on where the third movie that they or no yeah. they're talking about between now and yes i'm with you now sorry yeah sorry i'm just not catching up you're good um okay so between now and the end of the year yeah i mean that's a low output for for disney D- disney does it feels like disney has a movie that coming out almost every month in some yeah. years um so you know at least 10 movies a year it feels like a, a general output for them so um yeah boy what a slow year i mean for any any um motion picture company it's not just disney obviously but yeah it's been a rough year for movies Bye. so I guarantee you, Disney is so happy they released Disney Plus. Oh yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's a great point. Yeah, without Disney Plus, you wouldn't have seen a lot of the stuff. I mean, we got some movies that maybe we didn't necessarily care for, like Artemis Fowl. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but we did get more movies through Disney Plus than we otherwise would have gotten if they didn't have a service, their own service. Uh, who knows if they would have used Netflix to re- release a couple of movies? But like Mulan. Mulan was never going to happen on Netflix. They yeah. were they were never just going to just shove that out to Netflix and say, "Okay, we'll take what we can get." They were going to do a big release on that. Um, speaking of which, that is set in stone for Black Widow. We now know the answer to would they release yeah. Black Widow as a digital only release, and the answer is no. Yeah. So, so I guess Disney's kind of pushing the chips in all in and hoping that. Our country and our world will be back to normal in 2021. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah, who knows how long that's going to take. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, we we kind of secretly hoped like maybe they would do a Black Widow's uh, theatrical slash uh, online release. Yeah. I, I think the hopes of that are di- are dying. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I mean they definitely had the option to d- just release it digitally through Disney Plus in November, mm-hmm. give people a chance to come back to Disney Plus, and they said nope, we're not we're not doing that with this film. Yeah. We'll do that with Mulan. We'll charge thirty bucks, but with Black Widow, even the thirty dollar ticket to watch Black Widow at home on Disney Plus is not enough for us. We want more than that. I so. wonder if they're going to do it for Soul or Death on the Nile. Yeah. Yeah, I think they could probably get away away with it with Soul because it's a Pixar film. Yeah. That's always going to be a banger. But uh, Murder on the Nile, I don't know, man. I, I liked Murder on the Orient, Orient Express, yeah. but um, it's not like a I have to see the, the yeah. sequel to it. It'll be interesting. Right <laughs> so... Yeah, we got uh, the one and only Ivan and some other you know things this yeah. summer. So thankfully we had something to watch from Disney. But um, 
yeah. So a couple couple interesting news stories. Uh, nothing to watch from uh, movie uh, movie lands. Uh, what was that new one that just released yesterday? The Royal Society or I, something I like that. I didn't even that. hear about it. It was. I'll look up the name. Is it on Disney Plus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. I haven't been on Disney Plus. Well, we watched a movie last night, but we went very quickly to it, so I haven't seen like the what's new on Disney Plus. So. Yeah, it's it's wild to me that we're not going to get Black Widow at all this year. I just every time it got delayed a few months, I thought, oh, like you know, we'll get to see it. We'll get to see it. Secret Society of Second Born Royals. Huh. What a mouthful. Yeah, but that's a long one. Yes, that just released yesterday. Okay. What's the? You want to read the synopsis on it? Yes. Um, if they have one, I will. Let's see. We're trying to see what this movie is about. I've not even heard of it. Does it look like it's for kids? It looks kind of like one of those uh, Disney Channel original movies kind of type. I've got the Wikipedia page on it. It says it's a American contemporary science science fantasy action superhero film. <laughs> it's a weird genre. Um, let's see. Yeah, it kind of looks. I'm looking at the poster for it. It is straight to Disney Plus. Um, hmm. We'll try to look up some information as we as we get through the episode. But uh, that's that's one I may be interested, especially if it's su- about, about superheroes. Um, speaking of which, I watched. Um, th- I'll kind of vamp, vamp a little bit if you're going to look that up. But uh, I did watch Incredibles two. Oh yeah. Last night. So uh, again, go back and, and listen to our top ten episode that we did last last week. But Incredibles two is on my list. It was pretty high on my list actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I put it at five or six. I can't remember. Um, and uh, we watched it last night. That movie is even better than I remembered it being. That that movie's phenomenal. Yeah, it's so good. It is good. Um, one of the things I forgot to mention that I want to make sure I mention on this episode is I had forgotten the whole. I remembered that like mind control was involved, but I mm-hmm. couldn't remember the name of the villain or yeah. or like kind of what their mantra was or what even what their goal was. I knew like um, it had something to do with the legality of superheroes, but that was as far as I could remember. So I watched it last night. Um, the screen slaver is yeah. the name of the, the, the villain. It ends up being a spoiler alert, I guess it ends up being one of the characters you think is a good character at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. And so there's a little bit of a twist there and her whole like shtick with like, you know, why am I a villain is, you know, people are slaves to the, to their screens, yeah. like to like television shows, reality mm-hmm. shows. You don't want to live reality. You just want to watch reality, reality yeah. shows. Uh, and, and and then kind of you know a compartment to that is you're letting superheroes do all the work for you and it's making you weak so like you're letting superheroes take all the like crime off the streets and stuff like that and it's making humanity as a species weak like this mm-hmm. it it, it kind of has a little bit of a hint of x-men to it where there's like you know magneto is the side of like we need to control we're the next stage of evolution and we need to yeah. control the previous stage of evolution um, it's not doesn't go far quite into like Darwinian territory with Incredibles mm-hmm. 2, but it is similar in the sense that like these people are a different echelon of humanity and they're actually the cause for why humanity has gotten weak over the years. So yeah. I, th- I thought it was really fantastic. And I mean, with how everybody is with their phones and stuff yeah. and TV as it is, I mean, props to 
Pixar and Disney for going there. They've been doing that. Like Onward has some really like deep overtones yeah. in it. Toy Story Four has really deep overtones in it for mm-hmm. adults. Um, I think these movies are get, are get, becoming more and more. I talked about Zootopia and like yeah. all the the racial so things that it addresses. These movies are getting deep, man. Like yeah. they're not just um, you know Looney Tunes, mm-hmm. you know slapstick comedy anymore. It's it's like there's there these movies have a pur- purpose and they want you yeah. to learn something. Uh, and so yeah, Incredibles Two is definitely about that and the um the the analog of the screen controlling your brain and controlling mm-hmm. what you do is not lost on on adults i think so um pretty cool so yeah that's a little bit of uh what else you've been watching on disney plus i guess okay cool uh, well, uh, let's get into the movie of today. So we were talking about D2, The Mighty Ducks, the sequel to The Mighty Ducks, the original Mighty Ducks, which we have also covered on this show. If you um, are kind of new to the show and haven't gone back and listened to older episodes of our of our podcast, we did cover The Mighty Ducks, the original movie. Mm-hmm. I had not seen the, the first movie <laughs> at all. And so you get like a, uh, a 40-year-old, um, that's how, how old I am, 40-year-old person uh, w- watching a an old movie in a 2020 lens uh, review and then, and then someone who grew up watching the movie yeah. since a little kid. So uh, I thought that was a really good episode and um, I think this will be a fun discussion as well. So um, let's talk about uh, differences between the first movie and this one. Cause I think there are a lot of differences. Yep. Um, let's talk about, uh, you know, character additions. And mm-hmm. we kind of teased it earlier, but I want to actually go into the, the new characters and um, just like the differences with, uh, I think, I think Gordon, even though you wouldn't necessarily, cons- I don't know if people consider Gordon Bombay to be the main character. The- there isn't really a main character in these yeah. movies. You can maybe t- look at Charlie. You can maybe look at Gordon. Um, you can maybe look to your favorite character. I think a lot of yeah. people could just pick out like, oh, this is the main character for me. Um, but I want to talk about Gordon's transition too, because he's very different in this movie, yeah. even from the first film. I, I so. feel like what they tried to get across. Um, this is another reason why I really like this movie is it kind of takes where um, Gordon's really trying to find himself. Um, he wants to be a hockey player, but um, he's still trying to find himself in this movie. And it also kind of shows the transition of leadership from Gordon to Charlie. Yeah. And um, it definitely hits on it. Um, in the third movie even more that Gordon's really not the magic maker. It really comes down to Charlie. Really? That's yeah. cool. So you can't really spoil anything. I've not watched any of the movies yeah. in the series. I, I thought for sure I'd seen maybe part of this movie, but having watched it just a couple days ago, I was like, Nope, I've never seen that movie. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive. I've not seen D3. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I feel co- pretty confident as of today saying like, I'm watching all these, th- all three of these movies for the first time. Yeah. So, um, and you can spoil D3. That's, it's not going to bother me if you do. Um, but, uh, it sounds like Charlie takes more of a, like a coaching role yeah. in the third I, movie. I mean, he's still playing, yeah. but, yeah. But he's the leader of the team yes. in a lot of ways. Yeah, it was cool to see kind of Charlie um, moving into that role. Um, let, let's, I guess let's just continue on Gordon. Um, uh, there were some similarities from the first film into yeah. this one. Um, in the first film, you had a... Um, you had a a uh, supposed betrayal that wasn't mm-hmm. actually real. They thought that he was betraying the team. Yeah. Uh, in this one, you, you have 
kind of a betrayal. Like he's yeah. he is legit going on a date with the trainer right. for the opposite team. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not sharing like trade secrets yeah. or anything either. But so. um, what you go and find out um, talking about the Iceland team is they've done their research. They know everything about. And because like even on the date, she's like, well, she's explaining how Iceland or Iceland is and she's comparing uh-huh. it Greenland as well. And she compares Greenland to Minnesota and he's just like, well, how do you know where I'm from? Yeah. And so you definitely can tell that. And it definitely shows in their first game against Iceland that they know everything about the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. They know their moves. They know their key yeah. players. Like, yeah, they've done some research. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought when, when there was like another betrayal scene, I was just like, Oh, not again. Are they doing the same shtick? But, um, it's different um, yeah. in this one. And I, I agree with that. I actually really liked it. Like mm-hmm. I, I thought it was, it was neat to see a, uh, Gordon Bombay that's like truly enticed and, um, tempted by a lifestyle that he doesn't have. Yeah. And like the, like living the rich Malibu Chateau kind yeah. of life apart from the team. And then, seeing this beautiful woman that is a trainer for the, for the enemy as, as an enticing person. Like I want to be with mm-hmm. her. I want to, I want to go out with her. Um, it shows the humanity side of Gordon. Yeah. Um, whereas he's not just this perfect coach all the time. Um, so I, I think the series in general is really good about showing how human he is, but I think it really shines in this movie. Yeah. So. Cause I mean, when he's living the life of lifestyle or life of the rich and famous, um, he, it's kind of going back to how he was as a lawyer and stuff True. at the beginning yeah. of the first movie. So um, I think that's why a lot of people enjoy Gordon Bombay because he's not a perfect character. He has his flaws. Uh-huh. and But in the end, he comes back to his roots. Yeah. Kind of like he does. He finds himself in the first one and then he finds himself in this one and he's kind of back to the Gordon we got at the end of, or the second half of the first movie. Yeah. I feel like there was less, if you were looking at like pure minutes on screen, I I feel like there was less Bombay in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So just wait till the third one. Yeah. Even less. Yes. (laughs) Um, They're definitely diminishing him as a prominent character in the movie. I, uh, in the series rather the, the first movie, I would almost say that that movie is almost really almost about him i, I know yes. it's about the kids as well mm-hmm. um so don't get me wrong I, i'm just saying that this a lot of the themes of the movie are really bombay centric mm-hmm. um and it's about his you know pleasing his dad and you know this you know lots of flashbacks to him as a kid and it's re- the referenced briefly in this movie but it's not the central central point of this yeah. second film at all and we lost i think we we lost some of the bombay um, backstory and just who he is and what makes him tick from the first, we got a lot of that in the first movie. Yeah. We didn't get as much of it in this movie, but I feel like in this movie it was replaced by a ton of hockey action. Oh yeah. Like there's probably double the amount of hockey scenes I agree with in that, this movie. Yeah. So, um, and we'll talk about some of the hockey action here, uh, in a little bit. Um, let's talk about the new characters. So we've okay. got a ton of new characters in this yep. one. You want to kind of rail through them? So basically, um, who left is, Tammy and Tommy Duncan, yeah. uh, Terry Hall, who is Jesse's brother. Oh, right. And Dave Carp and Peter Mark. So okay. we lost five characters, and in return, we get five new characters. By the way, I want to say that I think the new characters are better. I would agree with that, too. <laughs> so um, 
first we get let me look at their names quick uh first we get uh Luis Mendoza and as they're breaking down breaking him down um he's the fastest skater they've ever seen um but there's one problem he is super fast but he cannot stop whatsoever so they clocked him from like blue line to blue line at 1.9 seconds that's fast yes that's really fast but he can't stop whatsoever (laughs) and for the whole i mean even until the last game you never see him be able to stop whatsoever. Yeah, they put like um, soda cans up on the ice, which yeah. I felt so bad. Like, there's literally like a hundred cans maybe in that shot, and he just like blows right through him. And then someone had to set all those cans back up for the next shot. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he can't stop at all. And then next, you have Dwayne Robertson, who is the best puck handler. Period. N- no age requirements on that period yeah and he's kind of a show-off he's from austin texas so he has the cowboyness in him too and um there's him and then you have ken Wu, who was in the olympics as Dude, a figure skater i really liked him i you don't really know very much about him until the last 30 minutes of the film yeah. um but man when he was on screen i was like that's my boy i love ken yeah um, then you have Julie the Cat Gaffney. She's really great too. And she's not the best actress. There are a couple scenes where I, I feel like her acting is really suspect, but uh, I liked her character. Yeah. And she kind of gets her, well, we'll get to it later, but she gets her moment at the end. Yeah. And then you have Dean Portman, who um, they're suspect about how old he is. <laughs> and basically, he's a goon. Um, <laughs> The Bombay is like, is he a teenager? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Tibbles uh, tells him he's an enforcer and you're going to need him when you play the Iceland team. So he's basically Fulton 2.0, right? Like, yes. He's, but he's even meaner. Oh, he's way I meaner. I would say. Oh, yeah. He has a temper. Like, yeah. Ful- Fulton is strong. You know, he has that slap shot that can, cannot be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, defended against, except we do see one instance of it in this movie. But um, it, yeah. Portman is more just like he's just angry all the he's the Hulk. Yeah. On the ice. And one of my favorite scenes with Portman is right after they're getting done with the first uh practice that they have, Averman's with him and he's like, Is that a real tattoo? Can I touch it? <laughs> and it's obvious, I mean these kids, the Mighty Ducks are made to look like they're thirteen or fourteen, and this kid Looks like he's like nineteen or twenty. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I was gonna look it up and I forgot, but um, guaranteed that actor was like twenty years yeah. old, probably. So, um, so that's the new characters, and then you have Mister Tibbles, who's basically Gordon's agent, pretty much, and he's the guy that recruited uh, Gordon to come coach Team USA, and he's basically the one who got him this great gig. And what's your what's your take on him? Because he I, at the beginning I was like, okay, this is the replacement for the um, you know CEO for lack of a better term of yeah, the, the law firm Ducksworth, yeah, that where the got the name Ducks. Um, and I was, I thought, okay, he's going to be the slimy, no good, whatever. And he does have some moments of I don't know. What, what's your take? Because there are definitely moments where he's definitely kind of the not the the bad guy is is the the coach for the Iceland, <laughs> Iceland. but but he's kind of a bad guy in some scenes where he's like he's like you're no good to me if you lose you know that kind of yeah. those kind of harsh scenes 
but at the same time, he's like really like believes in these kids and wants to see them mm-hmm. go all the way. I don't know what's your, what's your take on that. Um, it's kind of a mixed bag for me. Um, he brings some good comedy scenes. Yeah, but uh, he's kind of also the one that kind of entices Gordon to go away from the ducks. Yeah, and really find himself. Yeah, I mean, that's true. He, he's talking about how Hendrix wants to make Bombay his own brand. Yeah, so. He's kind of the pot stir, for lack of a better term, in this whole thing where he's the one kind of tempting Gordon to go away from that and really make him reinvent himself. So I'm not, I mean, I enjoy the character as a whole, but I mean, he's not one of my favorites. Yeah. And he's not in very much of the movie either. I just, um, yeah, he's... He's your typical kind of corporate um, goon that just yeah. like w- wants to make money and doesn't really exactly. care about people. And he doesn't really know much about hockey or anything like yeah. that. <laughs> and um, then you get Miss McKay, which... Um, I really she, liked her. She kind of turns out to be the love interest, I would say, so at the end. I agree with you. I think she is the, supposed to be the love interest in this movie. Uh, but you compare her to the love interest in the first movie, Charlie's yeah. mom. And it's not even close. Like yeah. they never go out on a date. Maybe those scenes ended up on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. Like they shot scenes like that and just didn't include them for whatever reason. But maybe because they wanted it to be, they just didn't want to do like Charlie's mom 2.0, like the sequel. Yeah. And so um, I, it, I thought, found it weird that Charlie's mom was just gone. Like she's just mm-hmm. not in this movie. Apparently they just yeah. wrote, wrote her out of this, the series. No, um, she comes back in the third movie. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, that's good to know. I, that, that makes me feel better about her character, but um, yeah, she, when I first saw her, I was like, okay, this is the clear love interest. And then I thought, wait, maybe not when the trainer came in, <laughs> but then once the trainer was like, just, you know, there yeah. and then gone the next moment, I was like, okay, maybe Michelle McKay is the, the love interest. There's one moment where he kind of gives her a peck on the cheek, and yeah. it's, but it's more of like saying thank you for yeah. filling in while I was AWOL. And, but then they never make any mention of it. There's a couple like longing looks from her at the end, but this is not like a romantic. Yeah engagement i think between the two of them it's just kind of inferred mm-hmm. um so and then uh we'll just talk about we'll finish off the mighty ducks side um then the only other new character is jan's yeah so instead of hans we have jan yeah. who is uh hans's brother and it pretty much looks like the same actor yeah, they they do make reference of Hans. Yeah, in the he's in the home country. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's how they explain him. Yeah. that he's not in the store anymore. Um, I liked Hans better though. I yeah. I think Jan, Jan is a good character. Uh, he's obviously the inspiration for uh, especially Bombay, but also for the kids a little bit. Um, you know, brings them in, in their new uniforms at the ends. Like yeah. he has some cool moments, but I felt like Hans was almost like a almost like a counselor to, mm-hmm. to Bombay in the first one. And in this one, I, I think he's just kind of there to support Gordon and give him a couple, you know, tips. Yeah. Um, and obviously gets him the connection with the, the team USA at all, but he, he's not central at all. I think to, to his development. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Michelle kind of takes M- McKay kind of takes that role yeah. from Hans from the first movie and kind of inspires him to, to be better than he is. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I did miss Hans. I, I thought Jan was a, was a cool character, but I, I liked Hans a little bit better. Well, you'll get Hans in the third movie, yes, but so not very long. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, my favorite characters are coming back. Um, are those all the difference differences? Uh, yeah. Oh, we haven't even talked about, um, uh, uh, 
Oh, and then there's Russ Michael Tyler. Pop. Dude, Russ is so good. Which um, he is this loudmouth. I mean, he's played by Keenan Thompson, yeah. who's hilarious now. Yeah. And he was hilarious back then. He was and, hilarious in heavyweights. Yep. And so um, he's this loudmouth kid who lives in Los Angeles, and he's just bagging on the Mighty Ducks he's, from the beginning. He's and the, If you only watch the first half of this movie, you think he's just the heckler. Yeah. So, I mean, there's literally, I think it's in the first Iceland game where they're just sucking, and he's at every game, which it doesn't really look like he has that kind of money yeah. to go to that. <laughs> so it's kind of... Did this kid just like sneak in? Yeah. But like um, Goldberg gives up a goal and he's just like, hey, Goldberg, I bet if that was a cheeseburger, you'd stop it. <laughs> and it's just like moment after moment. Um, like even in like the first game against Trinidad and Tobago, Jesse gets all riled up by him. And, and then, but they end up, Banks ends up getting hurt. And which once again, He's gained the short end of the stick. He was the yeah. kid that got hurt in the first movie. He's the <laughs> kid that gets hurt in this one. And uh, he ends up, Russ Tyler comes in and takes his spot for Banks for the time being. So la- last week you kind of referenced the knuckle puck. Like yes. the, the, this is the movie that introduced that. And I didn't even know what it was. Like I, <laughs> It is the craziest shot. <laughs> it's so cool. It's If you've not seen the film and, and you're not going to, I, we'll just kind of describe it. So, Basically, it's you take the stick and you flip the the puck up on its side. Yes. So so now it's a vertical. It's a vertical puck, and you let it rest like that. And then it's a, it's just a slap shot from there. But mm-hmm. you're you're hitting the side of the puck, and it's it's inferred that there's kind of a little bit of a twist to it because it spins yeah. end to end. Uh, so not like a frisbee, but the opposite. Yeah. And so it it's it spins end to end, which makes it go up and down. And there's a line from Russ where like he's like describing the knuckle puck, and he's and he's like. He's like, it's not very accurate, but it drives goalies crazy. Yeah. And um and so it's kind of uh it basically becomes like the the mystery shot, like the thing mm-hmm. that's gonna help them win games. Yeah. Like so the flying V was the thing yeah. in the last movie. Yeah, exactly. But I mean they run the flying V at least and twice it, in and this it, movie. Yeah. And it doesn't work yeah, that's the true. first time. And but I mean the knuckle puck is crazy. Yeah, so he's the he's the kid that introduces the team to the knuckle puck. I, yeah. I just assumed that it was going to be a new, one of the new characters that they brought on the team. It was like, hey, look what I can do. But it's so much more interesting the way that and he kind he of he's kind of the character that helps the ducks find themselves. Yeah, I mean Gordon's trying to find himself at this point, but the ducks are also trying to find themselves as well. Because I mean they're kind of in a way they're. Um, not enjoying hockey anymore. Yeah. And so they're kind of in the crossroads too. And then Russ Tyler invites them to play this basically pickup game. And then it basically that's where it starts. The reinvention of the ducks, the, the street hockey, other than the final game, which obviously is the, is the high point of the movie. The street hockey scene was my favorite scene in the yeah. movie. Um, I, I loved watching these kids who are from, all over. I mean, they're from Austin. They're from East Coast. You know, most of them are from Minnesota, but like none of them are from South Central yeah. LA. And seeing these these kids that are, um, you know, more like in the 
um, just in the thick of like downtown, like yeah. big city life and these like more privileged, I mean, think about Adam Banks, like these more privileged kids and kids that are not from Los Angeles, not even from the West coast yeah. come in and face off against these kids. And at first they're just like mopping the floor with them. Like, yeah. so like team USA is supposed to be the best of the best, the, the, the cream of the crop. These are the best kids that we could send to represent our country. And they're just getting mowed by, yeah. by these kids. They're just from South central. Um, and so, I, just the dynamic of that was really cool, but I, I really there's that kind of uh, rougher kid that that runs with Ru- Russ. That's yeah. like kind of their, their enforcer, I guess. But his like his brother, oh yeah, his brother, um, and he like teaches Ken Wu how to be tough. Yeah, and Ken Wu is like this like four eight. Uh, you know, like this yeah. tiny little Asian kid. And um, he's like, hey, you know, if, if someone pushes you or messes with you, here's what you do. You know, I forget what the, the line Stick. is. Gloves, shirt. Shirt, yeah. <laughs> Pull their sh- shirt o- over their head and just start beating them like yeah. just with your fist. And um, and he actually gets a chance to do that later. And, and mm-hmm. he's in the crowd. He's like, I taught him how to do yeah. that. But um, yeah, I love, I love that scene because um, that scene is the replacement for the Bombay you know, hey, let's get our butts in gear. Let's get yeah. on the ice and win this thing. They, Bombay is out of the picture. He's deadbeat. Yeah. No one wants him around. And now these kids basically uh, fill that gap and mm-hmm. actually become that like train, yeah. train, the, the train, the big training montage in this movie is from not Bombay. Yeah. Which I thought was really clever. Which um, basically how Russ Tyler is in reinventing the ducks, Jans is for reinventing gordon because while they're having this pickup hockey game jan is showing up in california and he's really encouraging gordon to find himself yeah and because um it's so funny uh because gordon um at first he's looking more and more like uh wolf stanson who's the Iceland coach. He's looking more and more like him. He's got the slick back hair and everything. And he's, I mean, he's turning into a not very good guy. And it's funny because Jan, when he shows up, he's like making fun of him, (laughs) of his like hair and everything. And it's, uh, but then he pushes Gordon to the right path again. Yeah, that that scene is so touching. Um, it, it is the closest thing that we we get to like a Hans kind of yeah. moment from the first film. But yeah, he he basically says, "Do you remember when you used to do hockey stuff, even coaching, because you loved the game?" Yeah. Like, and he's like, "That's not you anymore. You don't you don't you're not doing this for the love of the yeah. game. You're doing this to win. You're doing this to make money. You're doing this to make a name for yourself. The, none of those are the right reasons to play yeah. hockey uh, or coach hockey." Um, and so he yeah gets him on the right path. And, um, the thing that I love about Hans and Jan is you know that Gordon's dad passes away at the beginning or at a very early age for Gordon. Mm-hmm. And these two brothers are basically father figures to him. Yeah. And then, and he's the, these are the two that he turns to and in the time of need. Yeah. And and they're really the only ones that can like yeah. um, like who else is going to step in and and inspire him? Yeah, it has has that much hold over him, you know, that much sway over him. Jan leaves his uh, business unattended. Yeah. like he's like, I closed the business for the first time in ten years so that I could come out here and yeah. help you. So and, I mean, Hans kind of going ahead to the third movie. Hans kind of is that 
uh, father figure for Charlie as well. Yeah. Yeah, I do really like those brothers a lot. Yeah. Like, without them, like, there is no Bombay. Like, yeah. They, he's only successful because he has people that are backing him like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, cool. I, I think we kind of covered a lot of the, the big changes. Um, let's talk about the hockey. There is a lot of hockey in this yes, movie. And there I, is. I know that sounds silly. Like, it's like, uh, Phil, it's a hockey movie. Like, okay, yes, I get that. But the first movie... I'm telling you, there's. I didn't ch- check it minute for minute. I would say there's almost twice as much hockey in this movie. I would agree with that. Um, and I think that's that's the whole last game is almost oh, super, twenty minutes. It's super long. Yeah, like it's 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 a sixty minute game, and we watch like a third of that game. Yeah. at the at the end of this movie. So and even the first Iceland game, I mean, it's not as long as the second one, but they spend a, almost ten minutes on that game too. Yeah. I again, I didn't clock it. I feel like we got like maybe forty to forty-five minutes of actual hockey in this that. movie, and the movie's only an hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say almost half of it is just is just pure hockey. So, um, really good shots. Um, I thought the movie was the first movie was good with like the the hockey action. I think the yeah. movie's even better. I think mm-hmm. it ramped it up. Um, it, it I feel like I wasn't watching these in real time, like when they actually released in the nineties. But I wonder if like some of the People loved the first movie. It was an absolute hit. They crushed it at the box office. But I feel like some of the criticisms that they might have heard from fans was, you know, I I wanted more hockey. Like, I'm going to this movie to watch this hockey team, and you didn't show me me very much hockey. Um, They showed... It's in, it's insinuated that they showed every game in yeah. the, in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no like game that's referenced. Like oh, you know what what game are they talking about? They didn't show that. Yeah. They showed every game. Yeah. Uh, now some of the games are short, so like they're mm-hmm. just showing like 30 second clips. But yeah. Um, but I mean, and you get different teams too. Like they play Trinidad and Tobago. They play yeah. Italy. They play Germany. They play Russia, and they play Iceland. Yeah. So I mean, and they play Iceland twice. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot. Um, the, the first Iceland game, um, I, I, I want to talk about, make sure we talk about both of those games. Are there other games that you wanted to reference first? Mm, I mean, the only really, I'll, I'll reference two of the games quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually I'll talk about all three really short. Um, cause I've already talked about Trinidad and Tobago. They smoke them and that's where you're introduced to Russ Tyler he gets under Jesse's skin big time. Yeah. And they smoke Trinidad and Tobago. Next up's Italy. And in that, that first game, that's where the Bash Brothers come, uh, yeah. moniker comes out. Yeah. yeah. Um, then they play Italy, which really the only highlight of that game, really, because they smoke them again, is when uh, Goldberg asks <laughs> uh, um, one of the Italians, what's the italian word for wussy yeah and he almost gets beat up <laughs> and he says uh, meatballs slowing you down <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um but they that's they win that game 11-0 like yeah. it's, it's no no contest and i think trinidad and tobago was like nine to two yeah and so they really haven't played anybody yet and that sets up match number one with iceland and and you know it's going to be bad because there's a press conference right before it, yeah. and there's a, a little bit of an exchange between Iceland and, I mean, the the dentist is yeah. what they call him um, from uh, the Iceland team and Bombay. Yeah, I guess we can introduce Wolf Stanson quick. Yeah, let's talk about him. So um, he's played one year in the <laughs> NHL, um, 
And the reason why he got the nickname The Dentist is because he's knocked out so many teeth. Yep. And you also find out that he punched out his own coach. <laughs> and so he was only in the NHL for one year. But he uh, he references that later, that at least he was there. Yeah. Because Gordon's never made it to the NHL because he was basically one step away and then he got hurt. And so um, Stanson... Um, knows everything about the Ducks. Um, they even show him at a couple of their games with the trainer, and you can tell that they're watching them, and they're, he references that he likes to know his opponent, and mm. you can tell right off the bat that he knows them exactly. So right before the first Iceland game, um, Portman and Fulton – are out skipping curfew, um, getting ice cream and stuff like that. And you see Bombay on his uh, date with the Iceland trainer. And so um, Portman is obviously really disappointed about that because he has no ties, no loyalty to Bombay. But Fulton kind of feels, I would say Fulton doesn't know how to feel about this. Yeah, I agree. Gordon really is the one who got him into hockey. So he definitely has more loyalty yeah. to Bombay. Yep. And so um, that kind of sets the moment to begin with because you have their two enforcers and they don't know what to think mm. going into this game. And they even confront Gordon about it. And so... Well, and I, I think, I, I didn't realize this in the moment, but hearing you talk actually just set something off in my brain. Um, the, the very first thing that we see in the game is, um, it's literally four seconds into the game, yeah. uh, Portman uh, gets into a fight with one of the other characters. Yeah. And I almost wonder if that some of that aggression is just because of his, his anger towards mm-hmm. Bombay and just the team in general. Yeah, he literally, um, they have the opening face-off and Averman just gets smoked. Yeah. And Portman comes in knocks the Iceland player down, and then the ref is trying to break it up, and then he accidentally hits the ref. And so literally four seconds into the game, and Portman's already been ejected. Yeah. And and he basically fumes for the the whole rest of the game. And that pretty much sets the stage for the onslaught that we're going to get. Yeah, and it's never – there's never a a moment of opportunity, even for the Ducks. I mean, the only – the only ray of light in the first game against Iceland is Banks scores, but then he also gets hurt. Oh, that's right. I, I forgot they do, they do score. But then... They that, end, that's when he gets his injury. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, Banks, the moment I'm referencing is when Banks goes across and scores, and then he reaches out his stick kind of to showboat towards the goalie, and one of the Iceland players literally comes over and just like wax him. He just yeah, he rakes his stick right yeah. across his wrist. And um it's obviously I they never like diagnose it, but you know he has a wrist injury. Yeah. And so that's really like the only ray of light you get in this game, but then you finally but then it's all taken away by Banks getting hurt. And I mean also um a key moment is you get your first look at Julie in goal, well, kind of, yeah, not really, very briefly. And, but uh, she, uh, Goldberg gets taken out after giving up like five goals or whatever it is, and so 
Julie comes in and two of the Iceland players reference and they're like bringing in a girl to do a man's job. Yeah. And then she's like, boys, can you help me with my pads? And they're just like, and then she just whacks both of them and she literally gets ejected and she immediately yeah. and she's right with Portman and she literally didn't play whatsoever in the game. Yeah, we don't. Do we ever see her playing an actual game until the the final game? No. <laughs> yeah. And so she's interesting. They end up losing twelve to one, and um, the other moment, even Fulton can't score. Like he yeah. he does his slap shot, which literally cannot be defended by yeah. anyone, and he the catch, goalie catches catches it. it. Of course, he like burns his hand yeah. doing that. But and then Ken Wu tries to do one of his figure skating moves. He absolutely gets crushed. Yep. They try and do the flying V. It's and it's completely destroyed. Yes. Yeah. And so it is just an onslaught from the beginning. And then um, Portman shows up again after he's done his whole tirade. And he wants his piece of the Iceland guy right after he's done. He's basically murdered Banks's wrist. Mm-hmm. And then the security guards actually like escort Portman out. Mm-hmm. And so... But it's just a bad one. Well, they're begging for the rest to call fouls in their favor, and they yeah. just won't do it. Like the, I mean, obviously you could argue, okay, they didn't see some of the the fouls. Like, but I mean, um, or or, but they go easy on them. Like they yeah. they when they literally like after the play is completely stopped, the whistle's blown. Uh, Adam Banks gets shanked with that stick, yeah. and he gets two minutes. Yeah, and the, and and the he, penalty box. So like eject that character. Yeah, it's exactly, <laughs> and um. So the final score ends up being 12 to 1. And so then they are meeting after the game. And that's when Portman and Fulton really get upset about it. And they call out Bombay. And they talk about how Iceland knew everything about them. And they knew nothing about Iceland, really. And they... I think they're angry with him about on more than one level. I think yeah. I think they they make several um, accusations, all of which are true mm-hmm. about Bombay. One of which is that he's been, you know, um, colluding with the enemy. Yeah. But also just that he's living his high life in the Malibu Chateau, not pay, not spending time with the team. Um, they feel like they're not when they're together. They're not uh, focusing on how to beat the other team. Like mm-hmm. they they have all these you know, accusations that they throw against him. And what I do like about Bombay in this scene is that he disagrees at first, uh, but goes away willingly. Like he doesn't like say like, no, I'm going to stay and you guys are going to deal with me. I think he does try to come to practice and then, well, they do They practice right after. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. And they have to do like basically 20 sprints. Yeah. So he's punished, punishing them when he should be punishing himself. But yeah, yeah, eventually he just says, okay, I'm, I'm out. You know, I'm, I'm clearly, I'm not supposed to be the one to to coach this team, but they're calling him captain blood. You know, (laughs) like they just, they're really (laughs) against him. So, yeah. So that kind of, it's, I think it's the next day he comes to practice and it turns out he's been working them so hard um, because he's so defeated and he, he doesn't want, he says, if we're not here to win, then we're not doing our job. And like he even says that you might want this to end, but he says that he sure as heck, but he doesn't say heck. Yeah. He sure as heck doesn't want this to end. Yeah. So he, 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 
tries to come to one of the days of practice, you know, a couple of days later, or whatever. And um, McKay, Michelle McKay, has canceled practice on behalf of of him, which yeah. I'm sure riles him up. But um, she's like, dude, they they need a break, and they're literally <laughs> falling asleep in class. Yeah, and he's just running them ragged. And at this point, um, the ducks are kind of in a tailspin. Bombay's in a tailspin, and it's kind of the time where we've already talked about where it's time for them to reinvent themselves yeah. or find themselves, go back to what got them there. Yeah. And um, that's where you get the scene where Jan comes in and really pushes Gordon the to hit where he needs to be. And then Russ Tyler calls out Team USA. So then you get the street hockey as well. Yeah. And then... That was the best part of the movie. Yeah. And that kind of sets the stage for uh, the Germany game. And Gord- Dude, I love how the the Germany game starts. So Gordon's not there. Yeah, Gordon is nowhere to be found. He doesn't even show. And um, and I was just like, what? He's not even going to show. Yeah, I, I was like, okay, that's pretty bold. And the ref is like, literally, like, if you don't have a coach, you don't have a team, and you forfeit the game. Yeah, which would uh, end the tournament for them. Yeah, because it's double double, elimination. double elimination. So. Then Miss McKay shows up. She knows nothing about hockey. She's been brought in just to be their tutor. I love and, her. I love her so much. Yeah. And so then... At first, she, she goes like, no, I'm not going to coach this team. Yeah. And, and then Charlie basically like cons her into it. Like He looks yeah. at the ref. He's like, here's our new coach. Yeah. And she's like, what are you waiting for? The ice to freeze? <laughs> and then so... She's so great. Yep. So she fills in. And then Bombay makes his entrance. And you know from that point on you're going to get the Bombay that everybody loved from the first movie. Yeah. And because well, he, he, he... It's it's the way he walks in. Yep. He so, comes in with his duck whistle. So and great. just is making a scene I got and chills. Everything. I, when he was started doing the duck, duck call and started walking in from the back, I, yeah. I got a little bit of a chill up, up my spine. It's cool. Some people are just like, let's just go on with the game. I mean, he abandoned us. When we needed him. And so let's just go on for the game. And, but you really get your Charlie moment here where he's like, I'm not going to give up on this guy. This guy has done so much for me. Mm -hmm. And so they give him another chance. And that's really the biggest highlight, I would say, from the Germany game. Yeah. Is it starts the revival of the Ducks. So before this, they were like, the bears or something like that. Like they, there's a, it's during the press conference scene. They actually have like the mascot walk up and he's just like, he's like, Hey, you know, I got, I, you know, thanks for having me or whatever. Hey, sweetie, would you like a bear hug? (laughs) Uh, so like they're, uh, they never reference them as the bears, but like that's essentially what their mascot is. And then, but no, it's during the Germany game that they're like, okay, we're now the ducks. Like we're transitioning into what we used to be. So So then at this point, um, they even do the flying V. Yeah. Successfully. At, at this point, um, Russia has an upset defeat of Iceland. So now it's an even stage where um, Iceland has one loss. The Ducks have one loss. And so the Ducks end up playing Russia because of um, since they haven't played them yet. And really the only there really isn't a ton to this one, except you see the knuckle puck. Yeah. For the first time. Yeah. And you see Russ Tyler suit up 
for banks yeah, instead. Yeah, there's a, there's a moment right before this where they're doing some training um, training montage type stuff with the, that's when you get the soda cans and everything else. But uh, it turns out the big secret is that Banks has been wrapping his wrist yeah. and like no one knew about it. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's old Bombay at this point. He's, he's loving father Bombay now. Yeah. And so he's like, Hey man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a bad coach. I should have noticed this. I should have recognized you were having, you were having trouble. He, he does the test where he wants him to rotate the stick yep. and he can't, he do, can't it do it whatsoever. So he, he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm very sorry, but I have to bench you. And which frees up the spot for Russ yeah. to come in. And what Banks is so disappointed in is there's scouts in the stands, and he really thinks it's his one shot. Dude, that oh man, I forgot about that scene. I I I didn't. I don't. I, I teared up just a little bit at the very end of the movie, but um, this scene kind of almost made me want to tear up because yeah. they were talking about their fathers mm-hmm. and um, about how like I think it's the desire of, of most, not maybe not every man, man out there, but a lot of men want to please their fathers, right? Yeah. And so like you know, um, Bombay is talking about how like, he's like, I, I wanted to please my dad when I was your age. But, um, you know, the truth is he was pleased just to watch me skate out on the ice rink, you know, like the pond outside of our house or whatever. And he wanted, he just, he was proud of me if I was doing my best. And that's yeah. really all he wanted to see. He didn't care if I scored a hundred goals. He mm-hmm. just wanted me to be the best player I could be. Yeah. And he said, you're doing that. You're, you're being the best player that you can be, uh, right now you're injured. And so, no, I don't want you to go out there and score a hundred goals while you're, and you could be injured for life if you yeah. further injure yourself. And so um, he's like, I know what's best for you. And um, kind of has to insert himself as his dad and saying, I'm going to bench you. And then, but don't worry, you're still going to make your dad proud. I thought that was a really touching scene. Yeah. And then one other scene, which uh, you get Julie coming in to uh, talk to Bombay and she wants playing time. Yeah. And I guess this was even before the Iceland game. Yeah. But we yeah, forgot to reference it. Yeah. But I feel like it's a key moment. Um, she comes in and she obviously wants playing time because she left her team in Maine to come and play with mm-hmm. Team USA and she just wants her shot. And he goes on and says, well, Goldberg's been on a hot streak, so we're going to keep him going. And But he tells her that, I guarantee you there will be a moment where we need you. And it's obviously a precursor <laughs> to what is going to happen later in the movie. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So there's that scene as well. Yeah. So then we have the rematch. The big scene, the big game. Yes. Um, can we talk ever so, just cause it happens right before it. Can we talk briefly about the, sh- the showdown between, um, uh, the dentist in Bombay. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, they, they're they're doing practice. It's 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 presumably the last practice. It's the last practice right before the game, and they have their their ice time, and then they're supposed to get off, and then and then Iceland's supposed to come in and do their practice. So um, they come in maybe early or whatever, and say, okay, it's it's our turn to get on the ice. And they're uh, for the last practice, they think they're going to run drills and stuff like that. And instead, Bombay uh, throws out a beach ball. He's like, we're gonna, just going to have fun, yeah. which is so cool to see like kind of old Bombay back and. Um, he, uh, <laughs> it's so funny. It's both like silly and, and like, uh, kind of corny, but also kind of funny too. But, um, what's his name? It's not stat statsman Stanson Stanson, uh, Stanson, uh, grabs the beach ball and pops it. <laughs> I think is corny, but also kind of funny too. And, um, and then it's, it's evident that he's trying to rile up 
Bombay. And McKay's like, don't take the bait. Don't take the bait. And and he's about to walk away. But then Stanson insults Jan. And so that's right. um, It's kind of where Bombay's like, well, you're not going to do that to somebody that I think so highly of. Yeah. So Bombay, I mean, I think personally that he is, he was going to walk away. Yeah. He wasn't going to yeah, fall for it whatsoever. But then he gets the com- comment about Jan and he's like, okay, give me the stick. And so him and Stanson enter into this game of sorts where um, you have to hit both uh, posts and the crossbar. And okay. so um, it's a hockey game that you play when it's more like an individual type game okay yeah i wasn't and familiar with it it, it was so, it was cool to watch though. yeah so right from the start you can tell that stanson's just gonna try and manhandle bombay like he knows he doesn't have the skills that bombay does so he's just gonna try and use his brute force and he gets a couple cheap shots in but then it basically is set up to where um bombay's finally stopped him so bombay has both the cross or both the posts and now he just needs the crossbar and Stanson just has one and he literally sets it up perfectly and then Stanson just swipes at Bombay's knee which it's um, it's very reminiscent of Adam's um injury from earlier yes. in the movie um, and he just clobbers Bombay yeah and um going back to the beginning of the movie it's the same knee that gets hurt in the opening credits. Yeah. And so um, their game's pretty much done at this point because Bombay can yeah. barely walk. <laughs> and Stanton makes another comment about just get your coach off the ice. We have to practice. And that kind of sets the stage yeah. for the rematch. Yeah, I think, strangely enough, like that scene, I think gives the, the Ducks team, like the kids... Um, the inspiration and the the courage i think to face them like the fact that he was willing to stand up to this horrible dude yeah. gives them the say you know the impetus to say we could do the same like we can stand up against these guys so i yeah. thought that was a cool little scene there so um we get the rematch and um to start out with um it looks like it's going to be like the first game all over again yeah. Um, Iceland is manhandling them. They get up four to nothing at one point, and Averman at one point says they're bigger, faster, stronger. They got more facial hair. <laughs> yeah. So he brings his comedy, and then um, they finally get a goal. So um, it's four to one entering the third period, and that's really where it sets the stage. Um. Leading up to it, the ducks, the ducks are getting all riled up. They're having fun again uh-huh. because there's the moment where um, Connie goes out and uh, they're trying to uh, take out Connie. Yeah, and Dwayne's just like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm not gonna let that." And so there's a rope on the bench. <laughs> of course, of course, there's a rope on the bench. Yeah, he's from Austin. And every everyone from Austin has a rope. And he pretty much goes and ropes this guy. <laughs> And he literally hog ties him in the middle of the game. And uh, Connie makes the comment, I'm not a lady, I'm a duck. Because <laughs> he's 
he's just trying to protect her honor and everything. There, there's several antics. I mean, it's the same stuff you've come to expect from yeah. having seen the first game. But like one of the characters, is it Bombay even? One of the characters says like, like this isn't a game, this is a circus. Or yeah, <laughs> that, that's what he says uh, leading up. And he's just like, well, we might have enjoyed ourselves that period, but so did Iceland because they're up three points. Yeah. And that that's where you kind of get, it's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie because Bombay does this whole thing where talking about where they came from and that was so good. They do the scene where everybody goes around and talks about where they're from and everything. And it's a super powerful scene. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And it's, it's both about, you know, the, the fact that we are eclectic, like that we all come mm-hmm. from, you know, South, East, West, North, you know, all these different places, but also about how um, our identity is in, we have one thing in common, we're all from the USA and we are team USA. Yeah. Like it's, it's about like um, our identity is, is in the collective. It's not in the individuals. We're not individuals. And we kind of, passed over that that moment uh, we talked about it before we hit record but um there's a very early scene like 10 minutes maybe 15 minutes 10 minutes I, I would say into the movie where he uh ropes them all together yeah. where all the characters are literally tied to each other and they have to act as one mm-hmm. and um i'm surprised that he didn't reference that that yeah. scene at the end of the movie but um where they have to like all skate as one, even though yeah. they're all, you know, separate people, they have to act as one. And I feel like that's kind of what happens, what the speech is about at the yeah. end of the movie too. And then they get their new jerseys. Yeah. Which is a huge turning point. Yeah. So they get the official ducks jerseys and they even call them the U S mighty ducks whenever they come back to the ice. And which there, there's several things in the, in this game that I was just like, is that even legal? And, and then when they, he says, okay, uh, uniform change in the middle of the game. I was like, that's definitely not legal. Yeah. And then, uh, one of the, but they reference, they actually make knowledge of it. They, it's they, okay. Yeah. Like that one of the announcers is like, I'm being told that it's, uh, it's not a violation to change uniforms. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, at least you acknowledge it. So, um, <laughs> they get the uniform change and everything. And, this is another part where it's just perfect. The soundtrack is perfect because oh, so you get "We Will Rock You." Yeah, from Queen. We will quack you. Yeah, but uh, so you get that playing in the background, and they're ready to take it to Iceland. This, this final game, we're not even done talking about it. This final game is is the textbook of how you do uh, like the the pinnacle sports game yeah. in any sports movie. And so the Ducks get an early goal. And to make it 4-2 and you think well it's just going to be smooth sailing from here but Iceland actually gets another goal to make it 5-2 yeah. so then you're like oh it's going to be even I love that it's not a sweep at yeah. the end it's like they're still in it Iceland's yeah so then um, they go on they uh, get two more goals f- through crazy stunts of course um, it's just one of them's Mendoza. He he finally stops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then one's a play that Charlie has drawn up. And Dwayne literally, um, he calls alley oop, but he literally flicks the puck about <laughs> I don't know twenty five feet in the air, and on a dime he just passes it up to Banks. Right. I think yes. I think yeah. you're right. And Banks just hits it in. So now we're at he. Banks banks it off of the goalie's yep. leg. So um, <laughs> now we're at five to four with about two minutes left. 
So then you just know the only way we're going to score is if Russ does the knuckle puck. Yeah. And but they're they're looking for him. Like the first time they get out and Russ can't even like get anything off. They're just mashing him into the boards. So Bombay calls a timeout and you're just like, Well, where's Russ? We have no idea where Russ is, anything <laughs> like that. And um so Guy Germain has the puck back there and he starts coming up and there's under a minute left and Goldberg starts coming up uh-huh. and you're just like, you're like, like Goldberg can't shoot. What the heck is going on? <laughs> and so then Russ takes up or Goldberg, who we think is Goldberg, yeah. takes off the mask and it's actually Russ. <laughs> and Also illegal, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And he gets rid of his goalie stick. They hand him a stick and and Stanson's just like the goalie <laughs> and he he literally hasn't even passed center ice so he's like yeah he's got to go like 3 fourths of the ice and he just nails it with the knuckle puck yeah right so as good. time expires yeah you think he's the goalie's going to catch it but he obviously doesn't yeah yeah when when they, he took off the helmet I was just like okay you definitely can't put on someone else's <laughs> uniform I'm pretty sure that's illegal but whatever I it's it's a movie <laughs> so then they go into penalty shootout. Which, you know, it has to end in a big... I mean, that's yeah. how the first one did. So, so um, they choose five people to shoot for him, and they go from there. Which, is that how the, the first movie ended? It was just a single shootout, wasn't it? It, it was just a penalty shot. Oh, that's right. That's there right. was a penalty. Yeah, you're right. And you're right. I'm wrong. So then, I don't remember really what order they go, but um, I think Guy goes first yeah i don't remember and so basically they score their first two i believe and then iceland gets stopped so it's two to one and then Dwayne gets stopped and then iceland yeah. scores two two and then um fulton comes in blasts it right off the goalie's face mask yeah. and it just pops in <laughs> to make it three two and then um Let's see. Then Iceland scores, makes it 3-3. Then Banks comes in, scores, of course, because Banks is amazing. Yeah. He's the best kid out there. Oh, yeah. So it's 4-3, and then we have... It's all down to this. ...the moment. And, yeah, and so you just assume, okay, you know, Goldberg has been defending all these goals at this point. Yeah. Um, And so it's like, okay, Goldberg, it's down to you, man. Like, if you can keep this 4-3, then we win the game. But who steps up to the plate? So then Bombay pulls Julie, or pulls Goldberg for Julie, mm-hmm. because one of the things that they reference in uh, when we first meet her is she has the fastest glove yeah. of any goalie. And so Bombay says he knows it's the last shooter is Gunnar Stahl. Which it, everyone knows he's the number one player. He's the number one player. Um, he's scored the most goals in this tournament. And Bombay's like, I know this kid. He's going to do a triple deke, and then he's going to go glove side Mm -hmm. because he's very fancy. And she's like, what if he goes stick side? And and Bombay says he will not go stick side Mm -hmm. because he's just that fancy. Yeah. And so Gunner goes in, and um, 
he does his triple deke, and what you know, he goes glove side. So um, Julie has to anticipate that, and then you have the scene like, oh my gosh, did she stop it? Well, yeah, because it you it's it's audio only. So yeah. you see your face or something like that, and you hear the the puck hit something, but yeah. you're not sure. Is like, did it just go into the net? Did it go into her glove? You don't know. And then she flips the puck up. So good. And that's the game. Yeah. Ducks win. And then Gunner goes back to the bench. And um, you think Stanson's going to be like, oh, he's going to, you think maybe he's going to take defeat okay. Yeah. But then he turns into kind of like Coach Riley was in the first movie. And he's just like, you lost the game for me. <laughs> Or you lost the game for us, and Gunner turns around and he's like, "You lost the game for yourself." Yeah, no, that's good. And then he kind of is the leader, and they go. He's like, "Let's go congratulate them." Yeah, and they actually do. Like they they do the good good game, good game, good yeah. game, and he actually shakes um, Gordon's hand yeah. at the end, which I thought was cool. And so then there's the scene where they bring out the flag. And they give it to Banks because Banks scores the um, game-winning goal, I would say. I mean, it's not really counted as a goal. It's counted as a shootout goal, but he scores the game-winning goal. So they give it to him, and then Banks passes it on to Charlie because without Charlie, Banks would have never played oh, yeah. in that game. Yeah. Because I guess we forgot to mention yeah, that. Yeah, he stepped down because it, it, it was it – was, assumed that Russ was going to have to step down yeah. to let Adam on and then but then Charlie takes the fall. Yeah. And then says I just want to coach. So, it's kind of that moment that we've already talked about where Charlie is the true leader of the Ducks. Yeah, and even before the game started, he w- he had kind of put a bug in in Bombay's area of was like I feel like I'm a better coach than I am a player. Yeah. Like I just want to I want to be the inspiration for the team, you know. So, and I feel like it kind of sets the stage for the third movie. Because, like, as I mentioned earlier, Bombay really isn't in the third movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got, like, maybe three or four scenes in the third movie, and that's about it. Um, so it really sets the stage for Charlie to uh, be the true leader of the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. So it's a cool scene. And then we get probably one of my top three favorite scenes in the whole movie is the end credits scene. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And they're literally, it's assumed that they're back in Minnesota and yeah. they're just sitting around a campfire. And then this is how great their music is. Then they start breaking out and we are the champions. But at first, the only person <laughs> that is singing it is Averman. Yeah. And it's horrible. Dude, his, his singing voice is so bad, but it fits his character yeah. perfectly. And then they break out into We Are the Champions all together. So two Queen songs back to back. I thought yeah. that was interesting. And then, um, of course, if you, I don't know if you watched more into the credits, you get Rock the Pond, which is yes. probably one of my favorite songs. Dude, on there's this so whole. many good songs. The soundtrack is absolutely perfect in this yeah. one. So. Uh, speaking of songs that um, are perfect, one, one scene that we... Uh, skipped over because it really is inconsequential. It, it's it's just kind of meant for take a, take a break from the hockey action and just be silly for a while. But is the Rodeo Drive um, yeah. uh, sequence? So 
Um, it's super funny. Um, it's it's them basically like running around as kids, completely unsupervised by any adults, yeah, and how Dwayne, like uh, Goldberg, Averman, and who's the is Jesse with them? Jesse might be the fourth one. There's one other yeah. person, and it's so funny because you get the quote from uh, uh, or Dwayne, and he's like, they're like, we're on Rodeo Drive, and he's like. <laughs> That's rodeo. <laughs> He's like, all I see is rodeo. And they're just like being kids. And <laughs> now you can. Yeah. Um, there's a, uh, I forget what nineties um, banger they're, they're playing during this, <laughs> during this scene, but it's, um, it's very nineties. It's very like, you know, just kids out having a good time, whatever. Um, there's one point part where they, um, go to, they finally get into this one store. I don't even know how they get, get in. They reference like someone's Aaron's name. spelling. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Aaron yeah, would be. Yeah, Uncle Aaron would be so upset. And she's like, spelling? No, Hank Aaron. <laughs> of course Aaron's spelling. <laughs> and they even get like recognized in the store and they're just like, yeah, we're, I know you. Yeah, we're, I'm Aaron Spelling's nephew. No, no. <laughs> You're Team USA. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, then they they have the these models in the store. Um, I don't know if they're supposed to be models or not, but they they turn into models and basically model like he's like my 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 mom needs some clothes, and so I think it's Russ that says that right. No, Goldberg. Oh, Goldberg. Yeah, of course. Uh, Goldberg is like, uh, you know, they don't even know Russ at this point. Yeah. Um, Gold, Goldberg says my mom needs some clothes, and so they they come so out. She's gonna these... show him her secret collection. <laughs> yeah. And so like the um these you know. 20 something women come out to these like 13 year old boys <laughs> like wearing all these like skimpy clothes and stuff like that. And then, um, they, they basically put a kibosh to it when, when Goldberg says, uh, you know what? My mom really needs a bikini. <laughs> <laughs> so super creepy to look back on like in 2020, like yeah. to, to see like these 13 year old boys when you see these yeah. like old women and older women in bikinis. But, um, I, I'm sure like me as a, as a young boy, like watching that scene, I would have laughed so, my yeah. head off so much. And I mean, so. there's whoop. There it is. Yeah. In the pickup hockey game. Um, oh, it's so good. But I mean, their music was perfect. Yeah. It was on point. Um, yeah, the only other thing we we skipped over, and again, it's totally ins- inconsequential, but it's just kind of a cool thing. Is like there are some like real cameos in this movie, yeah. like um, Cream Abdul Jabbar's in yep. there, uh, Wayne Gretzky's in there, yep. uh, Christy Yamaguchi from Olympics fame is in there, Greg Louganis. Yeah, um, which it's funny because I didn't really, I had no idea when I f- first started watching this who Greg Louganis was, but he literally. They actually had him on the second season of Holy Moly. Oh. If you've seen Holy Moly before. That's a current, and current they, show. So Greg Louganis is a champion Olympic diver. So they have this competition where all the contestants have to do dives in front of the judges. And he's one of the judges. So the ball placement is all based on these dives that they do. They're in swimsuits and they basically do like a high dive and it's usually like a cannonball or something like that. So it, that's great. I had no idea who this guy was, but now <laughs> I reference him as the guy from Holy Moly. Yeah. And then you get Chris Chelios, Luke Robitaille and Cam Neely. Um, so, I mean, there's just a it, lot. 
as far as like if you're into sports, it was star-studded, man. Yeah, like it was. I that was impressive that they got all those names. Like whenever Gretzky shows up and congratulates Team USA. Yeah, I mean, and the kids are like in awe. Yeah, like, like uh, that's Gretzky. That's the great, mm-hmm. you know, the great hockey player. So, yeah, yeah, um, man, I, really great movie. I honestly, at the end of it, I was like, I was like, do I do I agree? Like, is this a better film than the first movie? And I think I think I came away saying they're about the same for me. Like I, I know you, you like D2 a lot better than the first one. Um, I, I, if I, if I was going to, if you were saying, no, you have to like put a gun to your head, you have to choose. I guess I would say D2 is a better film than the first movie, but that just goes to show you how much I loved the first movie. Mm -hmm. Like I, the Gordon Bombay stuff really spoke to me, like his backstory, backstory and all the stuff that we got from that. I loved Hans. I loved that original cast of characters and building this team from nothing to the great, you know, they, in this movie, they kind of start out great. Like they're Mm -hmm. already a really great team at the beginning. And then they have to like overcome odds, but the odds aren't as big in this movie than the first movie. Uh, They really had to come from nowhere um, to ascend. I loved the, the, in the first movie, the, um, like the uh, political moves that they had yeah. to do to even get banks on their team because of redistricting. Mm-hmm. And there was some really cool stuff in the first movie that's just absent in this movie, but this movie has a lot better action, a yeah. lot more hockey action. Um, the, I think the characters that they added are better than the oh, way, yeah. but be- I mean, not even, not even close, like way better than the characters they replaced. Um, and then it's cool to see Charlie really come out, come into yeah. his own in this film. So it's like it's it's like you know choosing your favorite child, right? Like you know, yeah. um, but I guess I would slightly go with D two, but I, I love both of these movies so much. Yeah. So, and, um, what also takes the cake is this is the cast you're going to get for D three, pretty much. There's, okay, I there's, assumes, but there's one player which I won't spoil it for you that does not show up until late in the movie. Okay, but. This is the group that's going to go on to Eden Hall Academy. Okay. So, I can't wait to watch the third so one. So they've all been accepted into this prep high school. So here's what I want to do. I, I want us to, to not do back to back. Like We'll take okay. a break for next week, but I want us to do D3 pretty soon. Okay. <laughs> so, because yeah. I'm really loving the series uh, a lot. Um, just as a, like, just to kind of catch up people up to like, how do I feel about the series as a whole? I haven't even watched the first two. I can't wa- wait to watch the third one. This is this series is 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 got to be like top five on most people's like sports movie li- list. I, I would agree. It's got to be. Yeah. It, it's it's they're super funny. The action's really good. The shots, the way that they shoot the mm-hmm. hockey is really amazing. The characters are so iconic. Um, it's got heart. Is, I mean, what else do you want? Like from a sports movie, it it, it literally checks every box. So, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying the series, and I'm yeah. starting to realize like why people chant like ducks or quack, 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 you know, like, like that kind of stuff makes sense to me. Having watched these films, I never, I assumed like I'm, I'm again, no, no offense because I'm, my mind has been changed. But like, if if you asked me like even a couple months ago, like, you know, do you think that the ducks movies are worth watching? Be like, eh, probably not. Yeah. I, I like, I just, I I was just like, I, I kind of know what to expect. Yeah. Like I had, I had a a, a opinion about them that was not based on any fact. Just like, I was like, Oh, they just look, look like they're movies for kids. You Mm -hmm. know, it's not, not a real sports movie. And now having watched the first two movies, I was like, no, these are legit sports movies. Yeah. Um, if they just happen to star kids. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed. Yeah. And the third one, is a mixed bag, I would say. 
There's people that really love the third one. Yeah. And there's people that really don't love the third one. Okay. I'm interested to have that conversation. um, I would say I'll just talk about what I think of it. Um, I would rank these two, three, one. Okay. So you do like the third one better than the first? I do. Okay. And it basically goes just because I enjoy the five players that they brought in to replace the other five actors. Yeah. I, I like those characters way better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no no argument here at all. Yeah. So, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, the, the series is um, is is one of the best. It's got to be one... I mean, you can look at Star Wars. You can look at Marvel. You know, these are, these are properties that, um, you know, uh, they acquired Marvel, right? Did they... Yeah. When Iron Man first came out, was it Disney? No. Okay. I don't think so. No, no, it wasn't. No, it so, was... Universal. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if if you're looking at just the Disney properties that Disney created, Disney yeah. thought of the movie and made it. It's one of their it's gotta be top three, right? Yeah. Like series of all time. And I mean, that's why people were so excited to get this on Disney Plus. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people were disappointed when, when it wasn't there. all three were not on Disney Plus to yeah. start out with. Has the first one always been there? I wanna say the first one was from day one. Or it might have been a month or two later. Yeah, I I don't know that I don't know that it was there. Yeah. I um I know it's been there for a long time, but maybe not since day one. I know that uh people were really mad that they did not have the trilogy on for day one. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. And like two now that and it's three there, just came at the beginning of September. Yeah. Now that it's there, that that fixed a, a gaping hole yeah. <laughs> in their library. So cool. Um do you have, you have any ideas about what we should cover next next week? We should, uh, really should do this before we hit. Not, hit not really sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've talked about doing like National Treasure. Yeah. I mean, I'd be all right with that. Um, I don't really know. It's still too, even though we're in October, it's still a little too early to do like Halloween yeah. type movies. Hocus Pocus is probably on the back burner yeah, for well, a couple weeks or so. We're pretty much. I mean, guaranteed to do that movie yeah. that week, like the week of, of Halloween. Yeah. Um, hmm. Looking over this list, um, I really want to watch the new Pete's Dragon, the new B- the BFG, the Rocketeer is an old movie. That's 1991. Um, have you seen the Rocketeer? No. I almost feel like we should we should do a movie that you haven't seen next. That's fine. Because it. I haven't we, I haven't seen any of the three you just mentioned. Okay. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the first two. Um, I I've kind of been wanting to go back to the Rocketeer, if nothing else, just because the Mandalorian reminds me of it. It's okay. literally about a guy that straps a a jetpack to his back. Um, so I don't know. You want to go? You want to go with that? I have not seen this movie. It's probably in twenty five years. That's so fine. like, but I remember remember loving it when it originally came out. Yeah. So I might. I'm. Let's talk about the Rocketeer next week, and okay. then um, I, I might talk briefly about uh the Rocketeer, um. Uh, Disney uh, Junior. I don't know if it's Disney Junior. Disney Channel show. It's an animated show called The Rocketeer. So huh. yeah, okay, yeah. It's because uh, Jordan loves it, and that's the only reason that I even know about it. So yeah. Although I don't know that you can watch The Rocketeer show on Disney Plus. So okay. um, it'll be have to be like you know coming soon to Disney Plus. But maybe. So uh, let's do The Rocketeer, and then honestly, I'd be down for for more ducks after yeah. that. Uh, I'm on a ducks high right now. So yeah. we gotta um, get the third one in before uh 
yeah, Mandalorian. Th- yeah, third one will be um, probably the weekend um, as we record the weekend of October tenth. Tw- uh, yeah, and then um, probably seventeenth will be probably something else, and then the twenty fourth. Um, although, yeah, I want to do the twenty fourth Hocus Pocus because because yeah. um, Mandalorian will be the. Yeah, later that week. Halloween is on October 31st, which yeah. is a Saturday, which is when we usually record the podcast, but yeah. that won't post until like the next yeah. day after Halloween's already over. And we'll so. have done Mandalorian the day before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Mandalorian comes out on the 30th. So, um, yeah, so we'll do we'll do Hocus Pocus on the 24th. Uh, 17th is a question mark, and then um, we know what we're doing the next two weeks, the, yeah. uh, the, the 3rd and the 10th, so... Of course, the the days we post are sometimes sometimes I get them on the same day. Like I'll I'll actually probably post this today, uh, Saturday as we record. But uh, sometimes I can't post it until Sunday or even Monday. But um, but yeah, the we'll uh, get those out pretty quickly to uh, close to the third and the tenth for those. So and then if you have any ideas for what you want to hear us talk about on the seventeenth, uh, let us know. Um, is there anything uh, before we end the show? Is there anything that you wanted to say as far as like what else you've been watching on? Uh. Life has been crazy. Yeah, so I think we have busy. not uh, watched much on Disney Plus recently. Um, we The Incredibles two is the only thing for yeah, me. Yeah, we've watched a couple episodes of Lizzie McGuire, but that's already been like maybe a week or so ago. Yeah, um, this is the so uh, Grant and I both work in education. Um, it's even busier now for Grant than it was for me. Although the first couple weeks of the semester are always insane. I worked like. 58 hours yeah. or something the first week of, of um, classes at the college that I, so I, I do IT for a college and uh, don't teach, but Grant's actually teaching K-12 and um, coaches as well yeah. on top of that. So, so he's super busy. It's been crazy. And then NBA playoffs have been going on and yeah, uh, baseball playoffs are about to start and then NFL and college football are back too. So yeah. Disney Plus is kind of taking a backseat. Back yeah. Which. Yeah, I'm totally cool with, like, honestly, Disney Plus, I don't think Disney Plus is ever going to be, like, a every night of the week or, yeah. or maybe even, like, two or three nights a week. For me, it's, like, one night a week for sure. Yeah. Maybe a couple nights a week, I'll, I'll just put something on real quick. And, honestly, most, most of it's so that we have stuff for our daughter to watch. Because mm-hmm. there's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff for kids on Netflix and Hulu and, and stuff like that. But um, if you want to get, like, one service that, you know, it's just going to be like virtually endless content, especially for like to- like toddler and preschool age kids, which my daughter is one. She's she's four years old. Disney Plus is where it's at, man. There's yeah. like an endless supply of, of TV shows, Disney Junior and all that kind of stuff. Uh, she continues to watch Jake and the Neverland Pirates. We watched a couple more episodes this morning. You know what that show is? Uh, we'll end with this. Jake and the Neverland Pirates, the more I watch it, with Je- with Jordan, the more I realize that it is Dora the Explorer, it is it is Disney's reaction answer to the Nickelodeon show Dora the Explorer. It is their Dora, uh, because like the characters were like will like do something that's educational and then look directly at the screen and say, um, all right, we saved the, the blah, blah, blah by doing the blah, blah, blah. And we got three doubloons. Let's get these doubloons and head on to the next stage of our journey. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm watching Dora. <laughs> so yeah, if you're looking for something that's on Disney plus that is kind of Dora the Explorer, um, Jake and the Neverland Pirates. I can't recommend that one enough. So not for, not for adults for sure. So, well, 
Uh, thanks for listening to this episode of Disney Plus Reviews. Uh, let us know what you want to hear about on the podcast. Send us your own review on something that you've watched on Disney Plus. We'd love to include you in the show. That's Disney Plus Reviews at Hotmail.com. That's P-L-U-S all spe- uh, spelled out. We're talking about the Rocketeer. The original 1991 movie came out almost, God, thir- 30 years ago. It's hard, hard to believe. Um, on next week's episode. And then we'll cover some more uh, docs after that. Uh, we'll see you next week for The Rocketeer. Rocketeer.